Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Well, we're a day late and a dollar short. Welcome back to this thing. I'm Cassie Davis. And I'm Jalen Hurts, play cousin. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back. It is indeed. Thank you for returning. Um, Loyal listenership. Um, Black Excellence this week. Speaking of, you're a play cousin or whatever you just said. That's right. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are going to the uh, game, that football thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will be the first game in Super Bowl history to fe- feature two black starting quarterbacks, which seems strange, um, seeing as how it's Super Bowl 297. Um, and, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Yeah, well, racism. But, yep, I couldn't believe it either when I heard that it was the first time. But it's true. Well, congratulations to the both of them, as well as the Chiefs and Eagles. And I'm sure that you girls will um, put on a a wang-dang-doodle of a good time, entertain the fans Mm -hmm. um, across the globe, really, and um, likely be uh, under... Mind and overpowered by Rihanna, but that's not your fault. And what can you do about it? You know. Uh, well, I mean, yes, that's that's very possible. But I'm looking forward it to is. the game. It's exactly it's, possible. It's it what's going to happen. It is extremely possible. <laughs> right. It is what is going to happen. The end. But I, and I am... said that as the sports analyst. Oh. Oh. Okay. So as a sports analyst. Which team do you think is going to actually win This the is the Black Excellence segment. We're not here to talk about sports. You brought it up. I knew that you were going to try it. <laughs> you literally Moving brought on. it up. Nicole Lynn is the first Black female agent to represent a quarterback in the Super Bowl ever. She is Jalen Hurts' uh, agent, as well as an overall sports badass. Uh, she began representing Mr. Hurts when she slid into his DM saying, hey, have you picked an agent? If not, I'd like to link. And since then, according to Jalen, she has been on top of her stuff, very prepared, and knowing what she was talking about, as well as being determined and having a resume to boot. She got her first client when she was 26 years old. Um, She also became the first female agent to represent the NFL agency Players Rep, which was later acquired by Mm. Young Money, which 
Okay. Um, and she's also a Heidi McHodderson with a lot of cool sweaters. That's just my opinion based on her Instagram page. Yeah, she seems to be uh, quite successful. So congrats to her. And his whole team, I think, is black women. Mm. So good for him and good for her. Making choices. That's right. All right. This week in our pop culture segment, which is titled Hot Tops, Ass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Um, We're going to start with the obvious. We're going to start with the beginning, the middle, and the end. Um, it is time. Renaissance World tour tickets are on the brink of release. Um, just what a week or so after um doing that show down in Dubai, where you were supposed to not have phones, but there were five, six, seven, eighteen different four K Ultra HD angles of the goddamn show um, that were unauthorized. Um, it's time. Renaissance is going on the road. Of course, beginning in Europe. But, you know, people love Beyonce worldwide or whatever I do. Um, so she's going to Stockholm on May 10th. And will be, um, traipsing around Europe until the 27th of June. She will then begin her North American leg in Toronto on the 8th of July. And... Going all over the damn place, snatching wigs, breaking hearts, mm-hmm. shaming the the poor, the um, the downtrodden, um, the uncozy. <laughs> uh, until about September twenty seventh, the last show will be in New Orleans because duh, where else would you want to end a show? The North Americans, what? Um, and so it's time, girls. Now, the tickets aren't, like, on sale on sale, and then there's this whole, like, registration process, at least for the North American part, where you have to, like, in order to, I guess, bypass you girls who want to, like, resell tickets and do whatever other kind of weird shit to make a buck. Um, they're doing this, like, it feels like I'm trying to be a, buy a PS5. I don't really know yeah. how the process itself is going to go. Um, but I registered for the Inglewood show, which mm-hmm. takes place in September. So I guess I'll know all the choreography and set list and everything else by then as hard as I would try to avoid it. Um, but tickets are not promised. So mm-hmm. I'm still going to have to get in gear and in line and clothesline all you ragged bitches if that's what I have to do because I'm going and I'm getting the seat I want. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, I first of all, this is just like a week after we basically begged her to do this. So thank you, Beyonce, because it really was tying my whole damn summer up. Um, and I don't know if you saw this, but today they just added a bunch of second shows for a lot of the cities where I guess the demand has been the highest. So I did not woke up and I've been working since. Okay. Well, so yeah, Inglewood, Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, Toronto. She's added all these second shows. So hopefully that eases the demand a little bit. But yeah, this is stressful. And I feel like Renaissance. It, does, it just means I'm going to want to cut both of them. Renaissance has brought in, I don't know. I, it just feels like Renaissance has ushered in even more fans than what this bitch had before. 
And all of this, like the Beehive pre-sale, the other pre-sale, and then the City Card pre-sale. I almost got a City Card just to get to their pre-sale before I read the like terms. And even they still have to register in advance and hope to get a pre-sale code. It's not even guaranteed if you have a City Card. So like, what the fuck? Like, I, I just... We've already talked about this. This is the one. We've said it. It's we always, said it. This yeah, is I mean, I'm one. going. This I'm tour going. is the one. I'm going. <laughs> um, so I'm not gagged. Um, but I'm also not going to act as if I'm not sweating just a team. Yeah. Because this is going to be the one. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I need to be full panoramic, 360 degrees, yeah. smelling the perfume, Feel it like when you're when you get down to the bottom of the Jurassic Park splash mountain rides down to the, the amusement park. Oh, I have been and you there. get wet when she starts doing all of the waterworks and all of the crazy hydrotechnics mm-hmm. yep. and pyrotechnics. I want to be moist and singed. <laughs> all of that, whatever elements this bitch use, I want to feel the fans when she cut them hoes on. That's right. All of if it. If one of these co- co- dancers. When they start tossing their disco ball, their encrusted cowboy oh, hats into the, I want to be smacked in the face first. <sighs> and I, I, and and here's the thing. And I wouldn't say this normally because of the type of person I am, but the type of pressure and the type of self destruction I'm under right now, I fucking deserve it. Mm. Yeah, you're dealing with a lot. So if I have to actually order a hit on one of you thirsty bitches to get my seat, that's what's going to happen. Goodbye to your mom. (laughs) I think worst case scenario, you just have to pay reseller prices, but I fully get it. I do. And you do deserve it. Honestly, I wish it was some way to get black gays their tickets first because who deserves to see Renaissance more than we do? Be serious. Oh, and so... I'm just stressed. I, I It's normally a process. Like, it's always been like, oh, you got a plan. You can't just show up on Ticketmaster and get Beyonce tickets. Like, it has always been something that you really had to strategize about. But this just feels more intense. So I'm just keeping everything crossed and praying for the best because I have to see this. That album saved my mental health this summer. And I need to see Whatever it is she finna do on this stage. So also, how dare you look this good in this her. promotional shot? It's disgusting. I hate it's offensive. Her. It really, it's lewd. It should be illegal. It's it's violent. She looks um, so good. It it truly transcends. Nigga. Where the like, thigh meets the torso. Oh, bitch. Oh. It transcends understanding, um, reality. I need like a full, yeah, like at least twelve inch statue of this. I don't know how this can be recreated and placed in the home, but like <laughs> this, I need it. <laughs> at least a poster. Beyond there, at least will be posters like of a step this and repeat particular thing at the, at the show. Please. I don't know. If she's gonna put this photo on hoodies. I don't know if she's going to put them on Frisbees. <sighs> Bitch, you could put these on on praying candles. Whatever <laughs> it needs. Whatever. Whatever you're... I need this yeah. at home. Otherwise, I will go down to one of these goddamn Etsy shops and blow this shit up via Instagram myself. Yeah. Because how dare you? 
She First of all, I was going to wear this, but I guess that's out. Oh. So. <laughs> Bitch, so you look. But it's fine. It's fine. You look better in it. I mean, it is It is an incredible photo. I don't, And I just, I'm not sure what it is about it exactly. Maybe just how close the lens actually is to her body. Because it's not like we haven't seen Beyonce be sexy. But this is just, whoo, instantly changed my phone wallpaper. As soon, Sashay, as you soon fucking stay. And I just need, yeah, I, I need to see this show. I need wow. to see it. And I cannot fucking wait. Beyonce, please. I just need the rest of y'all to chill out and let me get my tickets. That's all. Do you think we'll get visuals before May 10th? Uh, n- no. <laughs> I don't, but I, I'm really checked out of even giving a fuck. Honestly, the tour is what I've been waiting on. So maybe... For those of you who are still like hoping and praying to see it, I'm going to, you know, leave a little hope alive for y'all. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't. What you think? I really don't care. Yeah. I'm going. And that's it. I'm going. Mama's going to do what Mama wants to do. And she's like, I feel like if by this point, if you haven't understood, understood, if you're not in the understanding that she's going to do what she wants, Mm -hmm. she would literally like, like burn the entire establishment down to the fucking raised ground. Exactly. If that's how she's feeling about whatever it is. And we're going to give her each one of our doubloons regardless. (laughs) So every time personally, especially with this particular collection of music, (laughs) I have to go. I have to be there. And I'm letting her, whatever she feels is right, whatever it is, let her do it. She can literally put these visuals out old school. You remember like 1999, 2000 when like NSYNC and Britney Spears mm-hmm. would like put out a single at Burger King? <laughs> yes. Where you would go and get like a oh value God, meal yes. and then like for an extra dollar, you would get the you Britney Spears the single. single. Yes, I'm like a CD. She could literally <laughs> v- release all these visuals via Arby's. Whatever you need. It don't matter. And I, I don't find give it a Arby's. fuck. <laughs> Not only are you Beyonce, this album's worth it. Yeah. So get in. Is there even an Arby's in Manhattan? I have no idea, but it don't matter. If I have to rent a car and drive to New Jersey to find a fucking Arby's, Cross state lines? Yeah, it's That's not nothing. A Especially up north where it don't take but 15 minutes to get from one state to the next. Bitch, I'll do it. It's nothing. <laughs> Woo. So, yeah, my whole body is ready. I'm just excited and hopeful. Honestly, it's probably between where you at and, like, White Plains. It's got to be an RV. Let's I mean, kid ourselves. it's just that it's nothing I won't do. I will move heaven and earth. <laughs> Every stone in this bitch. I will sweep the ocean floor to see Beyonce. So, Also announced this uh, past week, Bad Boys 4. Mm-hmm. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are doing it again, girls, with the fourth installment of the Bad Boys franchise. Uh, it's been announced um, that the new sequel is in pr- early pre-production at Sony. Sony Pictures. Oh, the doll baby's here. Um... <laughs> And so they will be working ever so hard. Now, here's the thing. I love them. I love Will Smith and and Martin Lawrence both. Oh, yeah. 
I love the first two movies. I have not seen the third Bad Boy. Bad Bad Boys. Yep. Multiple boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got pretty good reviews. I liked it. Uh, but more than that, it uh it made 426.5 million dollars at the box office on a 90 million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there was any just dis- escaping making this goddamn movie. <laughs> Yeah. White people are still pissed at Will, and Martin looked like he is no longer interested in jumping out of anything that's exploding. And yeah, here we are, you know. Yeah, the so the, the check has got to be great, but I really thought they was gonna end it with Bad Boys for Life. It was a nice, especially since it was called Bad Boys for Life, and it was the third one. So like now, what? Even Will Smith joked about like them not they shouldn't have called the last one that. And in the movie, it's like it's. It starts off with like a retirement party where these niggas like we too old for this shit. So I really thought, like, you know what they're gonna do? Oh you know lord, what they're gonna do? You know what they're gonna do? I get. I haven't seen the third one. I know Martin's character has kids because in the second one he had a daughter, right? Yeah. That went out with yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. So I know he has kids. I don't know about Mike's character. I don't know Mike. I don't know about Mike Lowry, Will's character, but it's totally giving they're going to pass the baton. Oh. It's giving me the fourth one is going to have the kids in it. Okay. And then, th- and then, and then by then it's going to be another bad boys with their kids or bad girls. Oh, there we go. They're passing it to their daughters, their nieces. Bad girls. <laughs> That's what this one's giving me. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, that's just like typical industry. We're bored and we'd rather just, you know, do lines and drink yeah. champagne than, you know, write something compelling. But it works, you know, and it's it a does. fun way to like keep franchises going when, you know, the classic actor is like, exactly. A, I'm getting too old for this. And B, bitch, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess Fast and the Furious, maybe? Don't they have, like, 10 or 11 Fast and Fury Furii? So, like, maybe? They're currently, they just started promoting the 10th one, See? which is supposed to be the last. And, again, we've talked a bit about the fact that they shot for 10 because it it was reported that Paul Walker's wish was for them to make 10 movies. <laughs> oh, yes. I think I did hear that. So, like, in the spirit of the Fast family, they The family. To, like, oh, yeah. They take that serious. Even yeah. though, like, I think even Paul would have been like, um, that's fine. I mean, and what actor wouldn't want to do 10 of a hugely successful movie? Like, you see the success Fast and Furious is having. Like, why wouldn't you, you want to ride that? Be surprised. <laughs> 10 times? But it's an action movie. It's like... But, girly, there's only so many things that you can drive cast. a fucking Audi <laughs> off of. But they have made There's it. only so many things, like... The girls, from what I heard, I haven't caught up, but from what I heard, the girls went to space like two, three movies ago. Oh, my God. What else do you need? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this financially, point, I can see why somebody would want to do At this point? <laughs> no, completely. But what I'm saying is, as the family, the performers that will actually be in front of the camera and carrying the film. Right. Aside from respecting the the wishes of this of your your former castmate and dear friend who yeah. who saw this thing, it's like girl from a a creative standpoint. What else? What else is there to do? Yeah. At this point, 
Vin Diesel got to drive one of these cars through a portal <laughs> that then become, has the car become Bumblebee or Optimus Prime. Oh my God, Vin Diesel's in Transformers. Because I don't know what else. I don't either. I don't. But I just Googled it. And this franchise has grossed over $6 billion. Of course it has. And the Wikipedia says that there is an untitled 11th film to be announced. So I have a feeling they're just going to keep going until they don't make no more money. They're going to find a reason to get y'all behind a motor vehicle and power that bitch up. What I mean, listen, y'all are going to watch it. And there's like a really heartfelt... um, tether between the fans and the performers and the crew and all that stuff, which I respect. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have, like, a box set of, I think, the first six or seven that I've been meaning to catch up on because I I really did want to be like, okay, why do y'all keep going to watch these movies? But I think I... I think I ended it, like, four or five and then I got Mm -hmm. caught up trying to watch other stuff. Um, But I hear it's fine. It's not the only series with a whole bunch of movies and I hear, you know, some are hits, some are misses. Yeah, I mean, the, the fans fucking love it and they gonna show up every time. The, the the Too Fast, Too Furious devotees, that's where I stopped. I stopped when they called that second one the Too literal Fast, Too second Furious. One. I said, no, that I won't be taking this franchise any further. But the people who So you mean to it, tell me you didn't see the smash box office hit that was Tokyo Drift I featuring have, one little Bow Wow as the no star? No idea what you're talking about. You should be disgusted with yourself. Classic cinema. So if you're in the movie, are you part of the family forever? Is that how it works? I think so. I don't know if Bow Wow uh, popped up again, but most of the people who've been in the franchise at some point have come, have like popped up again. Like Ludacris is still in it. Um, you know, Tyrese was yes. doing the thing until he got into it with The Rock. That's how I know about and the family. Were like, yeah. <laughs> well, you're not for nothing because Vin Diesel was also not featuring The Rock, but he kept his mouth closed. Right. He was like, I'm a Texas bitch and tell him to pull up. Shoot me the face. But that's what Tyrese was saying. Like, oh, the family don't act like that or something. And I'm like, this yeah. is not, this, you know, you're not really family, right? Like, we're acting. But people feel that way. You know, you either feel it yeah, or you don't. Yeah, they work really hard together right. for a long time and freeze together, get soaking wet together, get injured together. Make millions For months and together. months on time. Like, yeah, that, I get I get that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But it is also a business that really is um, puppeteered by people who really just want to make their money, girl. Yeah, <laughs> and I... And we know that, so... <laughs> and, and knowing The Rock and his, almost said, discography. <laughs> the Rock and... and sure. <laughs> looking at that nigga's IMDb, like, I just don't... I don't think family was what he was on set for. <laughs> He just not, is not. I mean, not what seven movies in. He, right. Like you're talking about most of them. Tyrese was in the second movie. Vin Diesel right. was in the first movie. Most of the people who are still in it have been in it for a long time. Got you. You know, they brought this nigga in to be, you know, uh, an action star, and it's just like he's here to make his point. He ain't got to do nothing else, Vin Diesel. But um, okay, yeah, good for this. Wasn't even about Fast and Furious, but I guess good for Bad Boys. And we'll see. I'm hoping that it will be well written mm-hmm. and that everyone will be um, respected and have a good time on yeah. set. And it'll be a good movie. Important. And I'm, I actually, I bought the the Prime Video, whatever, of the last Bad Boy so I can watch it tonight. 
yeah, it is good. I do really. I I remember watching it and enjoying it. So, oh, that I watched was, the second one a lot because it was based in Miami too, and I think it was actually shot there. Mm. Is that and the one? Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union was in. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I was gonna ask if yeah. that was the one. Yes, I remember. I mean, I like the Bad Boys franchise, and Bad Boys for Life was the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic. No, no, no. Before well, the Wakanda, pandemic huh? hit. Oh, right. Oh, before the pandemic. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it came out in January of 2020. And I'm like, I just, I just remember that. So, woo, child, that feels like it was much longer than three years ago. But uh, yeah, good for them. Uh, Michael B. Jordan hosted Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live um, this past weekend. Um, and the actor apparently referenced his breakup with Lori Harvey in his opening monologue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I didn't watch it because of all things to do on a Saturday night, you know. But well, I did see the clip of this. I'll say this was a smart move because I feel like it's not the first person who's gone on on Saturday Night Live or been like a host of Saturday Night Live as a guest and like referenced their breakup or some other sort of like silly blog scandal mm-hmm. um, in there. And I think it's smart because it's like a really easy and super passive way to address something like that and then never speak on it again. Yep. Plus, the whole thing revolves around humor. Mm-hmm. So you can always be like, oh, it's just comedy. We're just joking. Plus, if it's not funny, and it probably won't be, it's not your fault. Because <laughs> you didn't write it. Yeah. Except for, you know, like, when actual comics and stuff. Right. Even most of the time, I don't think they host. They write their opening monologues. I don't know. But it was cute. He just said something like, um, you know, most people, after they go, they go through a breakup, try to get in better shape, but he was already in shape for Creed. Right. Which is like a flex. That one was actually decent. And then it was like, um, he decided he was going to learn a new language, Estoy and Raya, which is, I guess, means I'm on Raya, the dating app. Oh, oh, okay. I'm like, Raya what? (laughs) I didn't get that. Okay. Lost me. And then a whole bunch of the... Michael uh, B. Jordan is not on fucking Raya. (laughs) I mean, he didn't write it. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, And then a whole bunch of the uh, lady cast members from SNL came out and, like, flirted with him. Yeah. Shot their shot or whatever. Mm -hmm. Including the lesbian. I did see that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I saw the part about... he, He really, like you said, he mentioned it and it was like, a thing and then he just kept right on going with the monologue and I agree we probably never gonna hear him reference that relationship ever again <laughs> I mean and for good reason it's over everybody has moved on but there was no nothing really shady there was nothing just disrespectful about it it was all in good fun and I got to move on I don't even he didn't even talk about her <laughs> he just talks about you know yeah he didn't say whatever silly shit they talked about for him for being broke up or whatever but it i thought he did great. he did a pretty good job actually um on snl he did mm-hmm. a sketch where they were making fun of southwest and all that shit that happened with southwest airlines that was really funny and one where he was jake from state farm and like yeah, would, would never leave the house so he did a pretty good job it was cute and little baby was Perfect. there and he was being adorable <laughs> doing the peace sign at the camera what? little baby was the musical guest 
And he yeah. was being so cute at the very end of the show. He was like, hey, mama, and doing like the little peace sign and everything. And it was adorable. Oh, yeah. Black History Month. <laughs> Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Um, speaking of Happy Black History Month, Lotto was trying to sell her draws on eBay. Follow me. So, well, not for real. Did you hear about this? I did. This was crazy. I Anyway, I'll let you do it. So, Lotto, I guess, has been photographed um, more than once at least wearing the same cheetah print thong. Um, like visibly showing in like a sexy from the back, look at this ass kind of mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. And so some fucking loser took two pictures of her with her panties showing and said, can't afford new panties. <laughs> and so she unfortunately responded to this and said, oh no, it's the panty police. <coughs> and it could have been done there Mm -hmm. because you know anyone with half of their working sense would have even without a quote from lotto looked at this tweet from whoever this was and been like are you stupid right because it's panties 
A cheetah print laundry. A cheetah print thong is extremely. That's an extremely common design for draws, and I just don't know what makes you think that. Like this is her one and only pair of underwear, or that she wouldn't. Do you not wash and wear your underwear? What? A, of course you do. Like so, because you're some <laughs> random bearded Billy goat who's living wherever the fuck with your goddamn oh, mama. This was and so talking weird. about like who somebody you don't know. What 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 pair of drawers they wearing and when and how many they have? Like I just don't. It's crazy to me to think that Lotto wouldn't have first of all more than one pair of cheetah print thongs. Like, I assume she has a lot of animal print underwear. Like, that don't seem like a stretch at all. And then secondly, like, girl, do you, what is, what are you saying here? That she just, it's just same coochie juice just every day. She just gets up and puts on the same fucking pair of drawers and just never rinses the hoe off or nothing. Y'all bitches are weird. And they are. That was so and strange. Like, you know, good luck getting me into any type of tea with this. But like I said, you know, I felt like the whatever initial tweet from her could have, you know, been enough. She decided to take it a step further and put the panties up on eBay, um, tweeting a link to it saying, auction live on eBay since I can't wear them twice, and started bidding <laughs> at 99 cents. And this was the following day from the tweet. By that day, Monday evening, um, uh, the bidding for the draws had reached over ninety-three thousand what U.S. state dollars, uh, U.S. state, <laughs> and um, wow, wow, wow! You know, there you you can do whatever you want with that. Um, Tuesday, however, eBay snatched the listing down and said, girl, you can't say your damn panties on here. Mm -hmm. I mean, they actually said, oh, eBay is committed to maintaining a safe environment. They said, you can't sell your panties on here. Exactly. Open and only fans for that. Um, now, I guess this was initially just supposed to be like a joke or, you know, trolling the trolls and stuff like that. But I guess it's also simultaneously a flux, like these panties he's tried to come Company mm-hmm. for almost made hundred bands and could have yeah like that very could much could have happened. Just on my OnlyFans. I mean, I just felt like this was so fucking weird. Like y'all really be looking for reasons to to like come for people or be shitty to them or talk to them in a way that you would never talk to another human being. Like y'all look for reasons to do. These young celebrities who live online, y'all just find reasons to agitate them. Like, this was so stupid. Panties. And at the very same time, a whole day later, you are still thinking, like, you are still like, this really gonna fuck them up. I'm gonna put these panties they were talking about yesterday on She eBay. really in her, like, they really got under her skin with that. I was stunned that she cared that much. Okay. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't get, I don't necessarily get that either. But the the fact that somebody tried to criticize her for wearing the same draws twice is like, bitch, that is something everybody on the planet does. I don't know. That's so stupid. Like what you thought. Yeah. I do know what you thought. And it's like, unfortunately, now you've probably empowered some weird, mm-hmm. freaky, yep. dumbass. Yep. 
to feel like, ooh, let me go and harass more people and see who else I can get, who yeah. else is famous I can get to respond it's to. It's just... Who else is like annoyed for no fucking reason. Whatever. Yeah. Weirdo behavior. Um, The recent recently announced Lovers and Friends Festival... That has everyone who has released a single under the <laughs> urban category between the years 1998 and 2009. Um, apparently, they've got a lawsuit on their hands from one little John who's upset over their use of the name Lovers and Friends for the festival. Although it's presented by Usher. Oh. Who was also an artist. Yeah. Who can claim Lovers and Friends. This is the second Lovers and Friends Festival, apparently the inaugural festival, which took place via Live Nation in May of last year. Had Lil Jon... Were the Eastside boys there? I don't even know. Guess not. This is a crazy lineup. Had Lil Jon headline alongside Usher and Ludacris. So, hey, the song. Um, And some other people. And they... uh, allegedly we're talking about the license fee, paying a license fee for the name for that. And then they were going to, I suppose to like continue that transaction or whatever throughout whatever. And according to Lil John and his legal representation, that's not the case. They say Lil John has lost that trust that he had and has decided that the issue has been deferred long enough. And that either a resolution or a litigation must occur immediately. Damn. Um, well, they say Live Nation has done everything possible to work around Lil John and not with him while stealing the name slash title with which he has been closely associated for almost two decades. This gagged me. His lawyers also said um, that the use of the name is an obvious effort to confuse consumers into thinking that Lil John is performing at the festival or at the very least producing it. I mean, lawyers lie. I mean, so <laughs> they do. They say whatever they feel like they need to say. So, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Do it. I don't see a number here that they're looking. At. I don't know. Whatever. But as I say, I mean, everybody in their mama is going to be at this show. Mar- Mariah Carey, Missy, yeah, Usher, Christina Aguilera. Wow. Summer Walker, Anjanae Aiko, Lil Kim, Boys to Men, Genuine, Next, Next. <laughs> Luma D, nigga. <laughs> Lil Mo, 702, Party Next Door, Bryson Tiller, Shaggy, and Sean Paul. Eve. This is a huge Master show. P, as well as the No, Mi- no Limit Soldiers. Yeah. Nelly, S- the Brat, the Brat. They got the bread off of Dish Nation and on a goddamn stage to perform. And Vogue, JoJo, Jagged Edge, Blackstreet. Yeah. So, I guess... I mean, I guess legally it's going to come down to whether he has copyrighted lovers and friends or if they can prove that, you know, he's associated, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know the law around this. Like, I feel like the legal argument is one thing, but I'm surprised that... Lil John and Usher are apparently not on good enough terms to have talked about this. Because obviously Usher was like also... It's not an Usher issue. 
I mean, it's Usher, but it's Usher presents lovers and friends. He was on yeah, the song. Yeah, via Live Nation. I doubt that he's the producer of the show. So much as the host and headliner. Okay, That's just so, my guess. No, I mean, and so, but like, I just feel like if if one of us is the host and headliner and booked by Live Nation, Rock Nation, whoever to do this, and the other one, like we did a song together called Lovers and Friends. It's just, I don't know, maybe they tried, like maybe Usher and Lil John tried to like talk about it or everybody have a meeting. Yes, but see, what I'm saying is I don't think that Usher would be the one paying him. So it doesn't really matter to me. I guess I'm just thinking like if Lil John is suing behind the name of this, that somebody else who was on the song, who is like the headliner of the festival, it just seems like... I see what you mean. Like, was there like, even like, I mean, I don't know that they're friends or whatever, but... Probably as Usher, no you, more. You know, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm assuming that they're much closer than they are because I'm thinking... If you're doing a Lovers and Friends show, why wouldn't you, like, text Lil John and be like, nigga, you doing the Lovers and Friends with me or something? Like, because we did the song. last year. Right. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, if Usher is so, like, integral to this show that he's going to be a part of it every year and the rest of the cast rotates. And I just, I don't know. I think I just thought that they were closer friends than what maybe they actually are. And that any disagreements like this would have been able to be handled privately. Well, clearly it's, they're not. Yeah. It's called the Lovers and Friends show and Usher's there and he's not. So, <laughs> and they damn sure ain't lovers. So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's it and we'll see how the, how it plays out in court. Um, TJ Holmes and Amy, uh, Amy, Amy Robach? Sure. Whatever, that white lady he was treating on his wife with. They're not at ABC anymore. Good Morning America, ABC News. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls over down to the ABC said, um, after several productive conversations with Amy and TJ Holmes about different options, we all agreed it's best for everyone that they move on from ABC News. We recognize their talent and commitment over the years and are thankful for their com- contributions. AKA girl, you knew they weren't coming back home for this bitch. And at the end of the goddamn day, they should have knew better. We're not having that harlotry down to this motherfucking um establishment. Yeah. And good luck. I I mean, I don't know. It kind of seemed like because they let them right back on air that ABC did have the option of just letting them continue to work and letting it play out like the news cycle, you know it changes very quickly and it just seems like maybe this would have been over, you know, within a few days. But I think the more stories that came out about all the shit TJ Holmes in particular was doing, how he had something inappropriate with one of the interns or something and how he had been fucking multiple people at ABC. Like maybe that had something to do with them being like, you know what? Never mind. Like, let's just call it off. But I am shocked that they fired the white woman too. I definitely thought they was going to let her ass keep her job. Well, she is a woman. I mean, and a white girl too. They love, you know, saving her and they love positioning themselves as the ultimate victims. So I guess ABC said, you know what? We just don't actually want the smoke. We don't want nobody online accusing us of being racist for this. So actually just both of y'all can go. And it is what it is. Like, y'all are grown and y'all knew good and goddamn well y'all wasn't supposed to be doing this. So it's just consequences. 
Why are they always go- having public picnics and flying kites and, and fucking riding on dolphins and going and making little wax figurines and shit at the zoo and shit? Like, I constantly see sh- them smiling ear to ear like they're having the time of their fucking life. So, good luck. Yeah. Y'all be all right, clearly. Don't care. Boop. Goodbye. The Grammys are coming up, and apparently Quavo is going to perform a tribute to take off there. I wish him the best. I hope that that is through sincere desire um, and uh, preparation, stability, the things that one might need to go and um, do something like that this soon after losing someone so close to them and so beloved to them. There is no industry pressure, label pressure, or pressure of any kind Mm -hmm. because... If it were me, y'all wouldn't hear from me maybe ever again. So good luck to him and anyone else who may be emotionally affected by that. It's probably going to be a lot. And anyone else who's going to the Grammys um, without someone that they should have been going to the Grammys with this year or wherever else to lunch, to Publix, to the beach. Did you see the video that Quavo put out for that song, Without You? that he did after my nigga when I tell you Quavo is like almost unrecognizable this man has clearly not been sleeping eating nothing like he he looks skeletal and you can tell that he is grieving incredibly deeply so I just know that I'm sure they're going to do this around the in memoriam segment but I just know it is going to be heartbreaking it is going to be heartbreaking during this year's in memoriam Grammy segment, uh, Mav uh, City Music. Who is that? Maverick City Music. Maverick City Music. Okay. Oh, forgive my ignorance, girl. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know who they that is. They look fun. Yeah. Oh, shut me up. New to me, and probably not you, but they will be joining Quavo for Without You as they remember the life and legacy of Takeoff. This Sunday, February 5th. Woo! Yeah. So that's going to... Oh, he's going to... It's a choir. So it is going to be... Yeah. Yep. Heart-wrenching for sure. But I... I, You know, I didn't really keep up too much with uh, the Migos. I liked some of their songs, but I wasn't some huge fan. But to see how Quavo has... Oh, I mean, that... I'm not saying go watch that video or anything because it is sad. He's just sitting there. But he is clearly just devastated ain't the word and my i'm just so sad for him offset everybody who was close to take off because that was so fucked up all right that's all that i have for our this thing hot tops so we'll do the breaks and then come back and uh read what you have to say emmy award-winning john mulaney presents everybody's in l.a a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. We're back. It's time for your letters. Yes, send your questions to asktherita.gmail.com and we may read it aloud on the show. Our first letter this week comes from Jenna who says, Hey y'all, as you're both aware by now, the tour dates have been released. My close friends and I have been contemplating. <laughs> I just love how you said the dates. <laughs> we just yeah. are supposed to know. So my close and we do. Yeah. My close friends and I have been contemplating a trip to Europe for the tour. And when I mentioned this girl's trip to my husband, it caused a huge argument. There must have been a miscommunication because he thought he was invited. It snowballed into a much bigger argument and ended with him calling me selfish. I believe the true issue is his lack of close friendships that afford him the opportunity to plan trips in the way that I can with my girlfriends. We've gone on multiple couples trips to ensure that the men in our lives feel included. So I'm not understanding why he can't accept that I want to see Beyonce with my girls. I encourage him to forge stronger relationships outside of me, but he gets defensive. As his wife, I don't want him to feel rejected, but I also believe I'm entitled to my independence. I don't think this would be an issue if he had a close male friend group to go on trips with. How do you find balance when it seems like one partner has a bigger social circle than the other? What should I do? Please help. Thanks, Jenna. Okay, so Jenna's man ain't got no friends and she want to go to see Beyonce overseas and have, you know... A girl's trip. Girl's yeah. trip um, without this nigga. And he is, I think, reasonably upset by the thought of missing out on Beyonce. And um, that's the only reasonable part I got out of it. But... Yeah. Um... I don't know how you get a nigga to go and make friends. Um, For real. I also don't know how to go and make friends. So I really don't know what to tell you, hon. Um, I think that I would probably... uh, Let me put myself in your shoes. Okay, I have a man. He's dumb. (laughs) I'm going to see Beyonce. Um, he mad. It's too bad because I'm going anyway. What do I do? Um, I don't see much more than a conversation coming out of this and me trying to be as empathetic um, and calm through the conversation as possible. Uh, I would, I think, I guess, say most of what was said in this letter, if you haven't already, which is that I think the problem boils down to the fact that you need uh, friends to go out with. Maybe, uh, I don't know how uh, direct and pointed these couples' excursions have been. Mm. I don't know if y'all do like Bravo where you guys get together and then the girls go to one side of the establishment and drink and talk about each other. And then the men are on the other side of the establishment and smoke cigarettes and talk about y'all. But if that's what, if that's not what you're doing, try that. Like, I don't know if something has to be done where it's more like you guys be a group. Here's the thing. Who's to say that them niggas are going to like each other? I don't know what to tell this nigga, yeah. to be honest with you. Besides that, I'm going to see Beyonce. This is 
a girl's trip. Um, what can we plan together around this? I mean, outside of this, that might make you feel better. And how can we get you to a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings to make a friend, bitch? I don't right. know. Like she said that they go on couples trips, like with, I guess I'm assuming with some of these same people who are like her friends and go, she goes on the girl trips with. So if you haven't bonded with the other husbands by now, I just don't see how anybody, regardless of whether you know which spouse you are, I don't see how you don't understand that sometimes people want to do things with their friends and not have you know, spouses or significant others be involved. Like I do exist outside of you. So I think it's, I think your, your suggestion of like, what else can we do is a good one because just cause you go to Europe and watch the show with your homegirls don't mean you can't watch it in Dallas with your man. Like the, 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 I don't see why you can't go twice once with them and once with him. If, if it means that much to you. So as far as like balance, because you seem to have closer friends than he does. I, I mean, I don't know what it is about uh, straight men and making friends, but if you have tried as far as like bringing him in and having him be a part of like your group when it's couple stuff going on and he hasn't forged connections with those people, like I said, then I'm just not sure what else you can do? Maybe you can talk to him about it and be like, because you told us that you think the true issue is his lack of close friendships and you've tried to encourage him to get stronger, have stronger relationships, but he gets defensive. So the, at that point, it's like, I'm trying to help you. I have a bunch of really good friends. We do shit like this. If you don't want my help, like my suggestions or my tips, my advice on making close friends, that's fine. But don't get mad at me because I have this group of people that I want to spend time with. Like... If you had close friends, I would be totally fine with you going on a boy's trip to see Beyonce. You could do that. So, yeah, I think maybe you can't fix this for him, like the issue of close relationships or whatever. But you can say, you know, I'm here to help if you would like my advice or whatever. But and I am here to go to the show with you stateside. But this trip to Europe, this is me and my homegirls and like. You can't be mad at me for that. And, you know, have him talk to his therapist or y'all a couple's therapist about it if he still feels a way. But you are entitled to have your own life. Absolutely. So good luck getting tickets in Europe. Um, and I hope you all enjoy the show. Our next letter comes from Big LA who says, I just got married a few months ago, even though a part of me knew that I shouldn't. But I hyped it up to my family, so I felt like I had to go through with it. My husband and I have been through so much drama from other women to different types of harassment and abuse. And we come from two different worlds. I've been over it, but my final straw happened when I got my dog. I was never a dog person, but I went to the Humane Society and fell in love with this one. And now he's my everything. I didn't know how much I needed him until I adopted him. And he has changed my world drastically. But I don't like how my husband talks to my dog and how he makes stupid comments like you make sure the dog eats before your husband. Like, obviously, I do because he's a dog who can't feed himself. Every time he messes with my dog, I'm ready to put him out of my house. I've never really defended myself against him, but I'm ready to go to war over my dog. I know I should have been put this man out, but I had safety concerns and felt responsible for him. I know I'm not wrong and I'd choose my dog anytime. She said she felt responsible for her husband. What, what the safety concerns? 
Well, that's probably, you know, relating to he's going to get mad and react physically, violently. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, I know I'm not wrong and I would choose my dog anytime. My question is, am I fucked up for letting this man be awful to me, but I won't stand for it when I come when it comes to my dog? Love you both. Thanks. Big L.A. Am I what? Am I fucked up for letting this man be awful to me, but not standing for it when it comes to my dog? No, you're human. And it sounds like you're in a, a relationship with a fucking asshole. Um, and those are often complicated and really um, oppressive and sticky. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not judging you. I do think that I understand you wanting to stand up more for your dog, although that might sound wild to people who don't have pets. Or maybe some people who do have pets or whatever. It's like they're Innocent baby creatures. Right. Like they're like and they stay that cats way. and dogs <laughs> and fish and and whatever your tarantula, whatever. Like there's no reason they're animals don't have like you're you're not gonna bring a dog into a situation and then be like, Yeah, bitch, I eat before you. Like you're the dog's not beefing with you. Like right. it don't have no problem with you. Yes. Like if anything, it wants to play at worst. It feels your energy as a dickhead and wants to protect its loved one from you. But you coming into a situation and beefing with the time of the, that a dog eats versus you is strange. <laughs> I would say the thing that's fucked up is, or the person that's fucked up in this situation is your husband. Yeah, she married him. I mean, and she said she knew she shouldn't have, but she felt like, she had to go through with it. So, what's that lady name? Um, what is that white lady's name from the uh that that Netflix show? Um, not not to- Brene Brown. <laughs> no, white lady Netflix. Carol Baskin. Oh my god! I think that what we can <laughs> consider here. That dog's got to eat. <laughs> the way I thought you were talking about therapy. <laughs> you were talking about murder. That dog's got to eat. Yeah. And on schedule. Yeah. Um, That's all I'm saying. Look into it. Watch, you know, if you haven't seen. I you can, can Google. <laughs> some ideas Ooh. on the table. You, I, break up with, divorce. Yeah. Um... And, you know, depending on how bad or whatever things have actually gotten, maybe jump. Maybe mm-hmm. physically jump. Like up and down? Or <laughs> yeah, rope. Yeah, I mean, so... Jump rope. I agree with you about, like, I'm not judging you. I don't think you're, you know, messed up or something for this. Because I think most people... In the same situation, even if you do have trouble sticking up for yourself, when you see somebody bullying or tormenting or abusing someone who can't defend themselves, someone who's completely innocent in the situation, most of us are going to say something about it or do something about it or be or at the very damn least be angry and upset about it. So I would just say this man um, 
Definitely. I mean, and you said that y'all have a history that includes, you know, cheating and other horrible, abusive things. So this man definitely sounds abusive. And whatever you need to do to get him away from you in a safe way, I say start planning for an escape for you and your dog. I don't know if you have family or a bunch of cousins or something nearby that can come over while you tell him to get out of your house and change the locks and set you up with some security or whatever. Like it's much easier said than done when you say leave, especially when you're talking about leaving an abuser. So I'm not going to act like it's simple. (laughs) I'm not going to act like it's simple because I have said this before, but when my relationship like six years ago ended in abuse, it was extremely difficult to leave that nigga. And I would have never in a million years thought that it was hard. I would have never thought that it was that hard to leave somebody who had physically hurt me. But it is. So, and it's, I mean, and you're married, so it is even more complicated. But you and your dog deserve safety and an environment where you don't have to be subjected to treatment like this. So I'm wishing y'all the best. Um And if it took, you know, seeing how he treats the dog for you to realize that this ain't the relationship for you, then I don't see anything to be ashamed about in that. Not at all. It just matters that you got here. And so, yeah, girl, um, do whatever you need to do and uh, wishing you the best of luck. But you for sure deserve better than this nigga. Absolutely. Also, aluminum baseball bats, $26.99 on Amazon. A steal. (laughs) Wow. Oh, you get a pink one. Random information for you to know and apply to your life however you see fit. But however you see. Good luck, darling, um, with figuring everything out. Cause I mean, especially, I'm sorry, it's something about that. You make sure the dog eat before your husband. You are a grown, able-bodied individual who can feed them fucking selves. I feed my dog before me. Who like, cares? Like <laughs> Depending on how big your kid is, you probably feed the dog before you feed your damn children because they can walk their asses in the kitchen and get a fucking orange or whatever. Like, the dog is literally dependent on me to give him food. Why does it matter, you weird bitch? (laughs) The dog triggers your insecurities this way? Uh -uh, Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's that macho bullshit. That is the... Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I feed my dog whenever the fuck I want to, bitch. And that's really the long and the short of it. Huh? There you go. If you have a problem with it, you can get the fuck out. Yeah. And that's my Black History Month. <laughs> Take care of yourself. <laughs> Good luck with leaving that bitch ass nigga, though. Um, And send us an update, please. Let us know how it goes. We're going to wrap up the questions right there for this week. Again, if you have one for us, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. <laughs> Ask the read at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and then come right Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Back. Okay, we're back. It's time for the read. It is. I don't, go ahead. Okay. I don't really. All right. Well, I'll go first. I just have two quick things to talk about. First of all, Letitia Kai 
don't know if you know who she is. Um, nope. She's an artist from Ivory Coast. She has beautiful hair that she frequently creates sculptures with. Um, like really incredible work. Um, somebody who's uh, work I have seen before and always been really impressed by. Um, she decided to jump completely off the deep end and do a a portrait of one J.K. Rowling with her hair. Posted this, yep, posted this beautiful black woman, manipulated her hair into the image of J.K. Rowling and posted it on Instagram talking about how J.K. Rowling... What is this person's name? Letitia Kai? Yes, L-A... It's L-A-E... T-I-T-I-A. And then Kai is just K-Y. And so... (sighs) I mean... So she says... She did this. She, again, maneuvered her hair into the shape of this white woman. Because J.K. Rowling is one of the most famous feminist figures that she relates with. And she got harassed last year for telling J.K. Rowling happy birthday. And that's when she decided that... She was tired of y'all and she is an adult female born woman and there is nothing wrong with women deserving protection based off of their sex and everybody is just attacking her and they don't even it's who can even tell the difference between a trans woman and a man playing dress up and y'all are demonizing her and even though she's not hateful at all and not transphobic at all and and y'all have done me the same way. And and this white woman has given me courage and put a battery in my back to keep going and never submit to your bullshit. And I'm just like, girl, first of all, first of all, I'm so confused. I can't believe that in 2023, black women still think that aligning themselves with hateful, bigoted white women is going to get them any further in life. I would just... You meant that this bitch actually... Yes. I have... I was so confused. Have you found it now? (laughs) (laughs) She took her hair. This is like the boondocks level. And designed... This is surreal. This white woman... You are fucking (laughs) hitting me at what I'm looking at. Okay. Yeah. And, and. Sorry I interrupted. No, it's fine. I just can't believe that we're still doing this, Black girls. Like, I just. You do know that when it comes right down to it, (laughs) them hoes are never on Team Us. Y'all always. (sighs) Okay. So, so, but anyway, obviously, obviously, J.K. Rowling is not giving a fuck about advocating for black women or much less you know black trans women or anybody else like obviously not and so then for you to be like "Mm, i'm going to decide to align myself with this white supremacist ideal of like transphobia and how dare y'all say that women don't deserve protection on the basis of sex and who can even tell the difference and all this other shit anyway like there was just literally no reason for you to go full hateful with the caption to accompany this, like it was already a stupid, ridiculous decision to do that with your hair, but you really didn't have to go full transphobic in the explanation for it. And 
Nobody is arguing that women don't need protection. But what I I don't understand why you don't y'all don't seem to understand that trans women are at even higher risk of violence than we are. <laughs> I don't know how y'all don't get that. I'm uh, okay. Do, are you paying no attention? And you talking about uh, how all of these people saying all these terrible things about J.K. Rowling and y'all and y'all not doing anything to actually help anybody. And and do you think this bitch is helping? Like to me, she wrote the way she wrote this caption is all about trying to frame it as if she's not actually transphobic. I'm not actually transphobic. We love trans people. We're just saying not not at our table, not in our house. Not around no, us. Works. That is, do you know, do you hear that? Like, do you know what you sound like? <laughs> it's giving knives out. It's giving, uh, I, I thought you should have been invited to the funeral, but I was outvoted. <laughs> Bitch, y'all are so fake and so nasty. And this was just completely unnecessary. And I saw it because she also, like, she brought it to Twitter and said, I made J.K. Rowling with my hair to celebrate her and thank her for her courage. Thank you for loving women, for being honest and putting integrity before money and profit. Thank you for giving us the courage to speak. Nobody has ever tried to stop y'all from being hateful towards trans people. Like you're not, nobody's physically stopping you from doing that. You're not at risk for persecution for that. Nobody's going to arrest you. What are you talking about? You will be remembered as a true shero. You hoes were never at war. Nobody was like you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you are imagining this conflict where y'all are being oppressed and beaten down because you hate trans women. That that's not you're not losing your job for this. You're probably not going to lose most of your fans or most of your support. Like this is not a dangerous position for you to take. Weird. It's so strange how the oppressors love to like manipulate the conversation and act like they are the ones who are actually being attacked. People are calling you out on your bullshit, but you're not losing your fucking life for this. Strange. (laughs) You're not in any danger. And again, for you to take your beautiful hair and fashion it in the image of this white girly. Cause that's it for me. I was just, bitch, I was just getting ready to say that. Like, I'm talking about white girlies that I stand that I don't know have a history of pro- I, I, I am having a, a, like, nearly impossible time trying to think of a white person that I would take my black hair yeah. and fashion yeah. in the likeness of. Exactly that. When was this? This was just a few days ago. Okay, I was about to say, black hair so much yesterday, but it's still bad. Oh, yeah, no, this was before, <laughs> thank God, this was before Black History Month. But I just, and then, of course, she has, like, oh, radical feminist, adult human female, and all this in her bio now. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, my God, so fucking ignorant. This is so y'all stupid. I don't, like, I don't, y'all are, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't. Yeah. You really made a J.K. Rowling sculpture out of your gorgeous black hair. Yeah. This incredible artist, like you look, scroll through her Instagram. She has done some incredible, she has made some I'm sure. art. 
I'm sure based on that one photograph alone, I can obviously you're you're talented and beautiful. Yeah. Wow, what a hill! What a hill! It's it's what a hill! It's just crazy. It is just crazy. Joanne is fine. I assure you, Joanne is great. A white billionaire is who you thought needed this attention and support from you. Word. That's where you thought okay. your energy was best placed. All right. Oh, yeah. So it's just super disappointing. I've, I'm, like I said, her work is incredible, but that is such a shit attitude. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm taking it upon myself to shit upon trans women once again. This did not have to be said or done, and you chose to do both. So, yeah, disgusted, not shocked. And then I was also going to talk about Jason Whitlock, but I don't know if you was going to talk about Jason Whitlock, so I didn't want to... I was still honestly circling (laughs) the idea because... And honestly, my main thing with it was going to be, you know, in times of tragedy like the Tyree Nichols situation, there's always going to be vultures that fly in and try to pick at the bones for their own weird, disgusting, often evil uh, purposes and motives. Um, And those vultures come in all colors, sizes, textures, backgrounds, and things of that nature. And you can always count especially on a stain like Tucker Carlson to find the nearest nigra that will come on mm-hmm. in moments like this and spew hate right back at their own people. Yep. And a lot of, and most of the, you don't give a fuck, that mother, that white man be tuned out. Yeah. Listening to these people. Legitimately, look at his face. It's like, why can I get a bump? Like, it's just like he's never even thinking. It doesn't even look like he's, like, <laughs> listening to what you're saying. And here you are shitting on your own people, your own community with your dumb ass. And all that is known by the people who are who are giving you that platform is, can't wait for these fucking blacks to get all revved up and bring us the numbers. Yeah. And it works because it's like, we're tired. But... I'm not interested in reading that fucking polyp because let me tell you something. <laughs> not a polyp! <laughs> B- bitch, there's, try as you might, you'll never be interesting, bitch. Oh, oh my Ever. God. Ever. If you missed Ever. it. Ever. Argue with your mommy you hate, bitch. If you missed it, Jason Whitlock went on Tucker Carlson and found a way to blame black single mothers for what them cops in Memphis did. And so what I was going to say is You're probably asking yourself, who the fuck is Jason Whitlock? The answer is nobody. I mean, he really shouldn't be, but apparently Tucker Carlson calls him to come on his show and be his token Negro fairly frequently. Doesn't seem like this is his first time being on that show. Right. But he called it like an open and shut case. Like, oh, these officers are clearly in the wrong. And then in the same fucking breath was like, I don't get why people are protesting when the officers and the victims are all black. And it's like, you called it an open and shut case. And I don't know why y'all are protesting. That lets me know that you've never understood why people were protesting. Yes, it is true that most of the protests have sprung up because a white cop killed some innocent black person minding their fucking business. But the issue has never been the race of the cop. Not really. The issue has always been cops. 
issue is policing and any and, 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 and police uphold the standard of policing regardless of their race as you can see in this video if you watched it which i did not but i have read descriptions of it and and we see this play out all the fucking time how many times did my mama daddy cousins aunties have to tell me you got to be twice as careful around black cops like you got to be twice as nervous if a black cop pull you over because it's almost like them niggas feel like they got something to prove to this white man Almost like, don't worry, don't worry. When I got this uniform on, I hate these niggas too. Jason Whitlock is a dumbass. Yeah. You really thought we weren't gonna pull we weren't gonna protest police brutality because the cops who did it were black? It's still police I, brutality, nigga. You dumb nigga. <laughs> I want us to be stupid so bad. So fucking dumb and then talked about how playing the video is just sowing racial division and we should be focused on ukraine but instead they trying to distract us with this nonsense and you know this is what happened when you got a single black woman in charge of the city or in charge of the police yeah. and when you don't have no male authority in your home then that's why you act like girl like, you don't even deserve to have You're so whatever stupid. your ragged sentiment was repeated on this platform or any other ones. You are a scrotum. Like, you, like, not even that. Because those bring life. Like, you are, you, you're, you're like, you are some sort of subterranean fucking, like, <sighs> bacteria. I don't even have, like, I'm so disinterested. But, um... You're right. He's just such a bitch. He's a little bitch. And after this clip came out, people were rightfully very upset. Even Sierra logged onto Twitter to be like... Yeah, she got with it. She said... <laughs> well, I was I was about to grossly misrepresent <laughs> uh, what she said. It wasn't anywhere near as ghetto as what I was about to say. But she called it irresponsible. It said that, you know, obviously a lot of amazing kids have come from single mothers and to undermine black women like this is ridiculous and tragic. And that is the thing. Like, y'all act like having two parents in the home miraculously makes them good parents, makes them good at, you know, taking care of their children's emotional and physical and mental needs. Like, you act like that makes them adequate at it. It does not. Single parent household, two parent household, eight parent household. It really don't matter. All kind of people are fucked up. And to blame, I just don't understand. None of the cops who beat this man were single black women. You mean to tell me the police chief is in charge of what these niggas did? Like, what was she right there texting him? Was she on FaceTime being like, kick him again? How do you, it's like you niggas will find a way to blame black women regardless of who is actually responsible. It's strange. It is. And it's it's weird. And I have, I mean, I have disliked Jason Whitlock for a long, long, <laughs> long time. I can't remember the last time he did anything that was redeeming of his character. But this was just oh fucking D. It's really wild to me that y'all think people don't care about police brutality if the cop is black. What? I don't. When people talk about policing in this country, they're talking about the institution. 
They're not saying, oh, let's literally just hire nothing but non-white police and that will solve the problem. No. As long as y'all don't give a fuck about people, specifically black people, Asian people, poor people, people who are unhoused, as long as y'all care more about bullshit than human lives, then this is going to continue to be a problem. As long as y'all prioritize targeting minority or underserved communities, policing is going to be the problem, regardless of the race of whoever is wearing the uniform. If you didn't get that, I don't know how. You you really must have been trying not to pay attention. And I'm not a teacher. But if you didn't understand that before, hopefully, hopefully you get it now. Because that is stupid as shit. How could anybody watch that video or read about what happened to that person and think, well, it shouldn't be no big deal because everybody involved is black? What? He I'll got I mean, jumped whatever. by six fucking cops. At the end of the day, we talk about racism as it uh, uh, I'm just... connects to police brutality because Ooh, many times it's valid. However, your police brutality, uh, it can obviously come from all kinds of different races and colors or anybody that is a police officer because of the institution. Yes. Whiteness and white supremacy in itself historically placed itself in uh, the top of this pyramid that causes obsession from a lot of other corners of the world with people who want that same level of privilege Mm -hmm. and power and will destroy whoever the fuck they feel like stands in their way of that. And a lot of the people who are of that mindset become cops. Yeah. So, I I mean, again... I'm not the professor of anything but eating snacks. So I'm not interested in coming in, um, educating y'all on shit that should really be common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I was just disgusted. Really disgusted. I I know what I can and can't handle and I can't handle watching that video. But obviously I've been keeping up with the news and I just could not... You know how you just think there's a level that surely, surely niggas won't sing to this level. And then it's just like, you can never say that, though. You can never rest assured in that belief because niggas will disappoint you every time. So, yeah, fuck Jason Whitlock as usual. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's it for me. I'm done. Okay, so since we just were um, speaking about this very same thing, I was probably going to skip over it, but whatever. Um... I did not do too much digging into this story um, because I'm sad and depressed and anxious enough. Mm -hmm. I read enough about the story to get it and be incredibly disappointed, um, as usual. I did not need to see the video. I was not interested in seeing the video. Um, It is unfortunate that it happened. I just said there is video of it. Um, so I'm rather disgusted by many um, websites, blogs, publications that chose to upload and post the video uh, without any sort of warning, without any sort of tact, without any sort of care for people that may have been triggered by it or upset by it. Um, 
I think we can all say what we want to have, whatever opinions we choose. I personally just believe that the Black experience cannot be an endless cycle of tragedy and grief and this uh, uphill battle to self-heal and medicate and preserve ourselves, our own bodies and minds, like, Mm -hmm. throughout it. It just can't be. There has to be, like, more because we're so much more. Um, And so, in the here and now, not interested in seeing Black bodies viciously beaten and killed or anything of the like. Right. So, to approach something like this without that type of care, I think, is incredibly late and irresponsible, especially Black um, men, Black media. So, do better. Um... But that's all I'll say about that. Other than that, I really just wanted to say Robin Dixon, girl, we do not care about your uh, roommate cheating on you. We really aren't uh, interested in the the tea between you and your tenant that we had already known about. No one is shocked that Juan Dixon was entertaining other women. No one is gagged by the fact that uh, Juan Dixon was bored. He lived with you. <laughs> and please... <laughs> At this juncture, after spending however many episodes of your latest season, seeing you trying to dance all around it to um, snap your fingers, to do your step, to do it all by yourself, to do all the dances that you were trying to do, um, to now bring it up. We're not interested. We want to know if it's true that one ignored that boy's concerns about his assistant coach. That's the, that's the team. We're not interested in talking. Now you want to talk about that? We don't care, girl. We know that man she don't you and we'll continue to do so. Okay, so get to the real stuff. Get to the things that are actually, that actually matter and are actually mm-hmm. affecting lives. You don't want to talk about that? You want to talk about him cheating on you now? We're not concerned. Because the, the heat is turning up on that, that situation. And so here you go. Do you have a publicist? For what? To come up with better ideas for distractions. <laughs> oh, she needs it. She does. I would suggest that as well as the stylist, because I saw what you had on for the latest reunion. I'm surprised you went. You and Giselle. I don't know, but like it should be called reasonably tacky. But that's neither here nor there. Ashley, I also don't know what you had on. What else? Um that's it. Last but not least, I really just want to say this is very general. I feel like I haven't done one of these in a while. This is like most of the time we come on here is very direct who we're talking about. Um, I'm just going to say you don't have to lie to kick it. You don't have to lie to kick it. This is directed to all of you weird Mr. Mrs. Me Too ass bitches that it no matter what the fuck we are talking about over tea and crumpets on a Thursday that you, oh my goodness, that also happened to me. Let me tell you about the time that, oh my God, you motherfuckers who have to have a story for every goddamn thing that we talk about, a bitch could talk about a trip to Mars, Saturn, and your goddamn anus. And you will talk about how you once took an intergalactic trip. Shut the fuck up. It is okay to be quiet, bitch. Your voice does not have to fill up the goddamn air. Be still. Shut up. 
I don't believe you. One thing about me and these antenna, bitch, I can spot a lying ass hoe from across a football field. Shut up. Because it's only a matter of time before I tell you that we don't believe you. Then nobody's having fun. Then brunch is over. <laughs> Fuck wrong with y'all. Woo, that, then brunch is My over. God. <laughs> then it's over because I've made it uncomfortable. I don't know if the pandemic just created more of you storytelling ass bitches. There are places for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Since you have like a, 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 mm-hmm. a love for fiction. Storytelling. Make a book of essays. Mm-hmm. Submit a story to Blumhouse or something. Make a movie. Yeah. But stop talking to me about every Tom, Dick, and goddamn lying-ass Harry that came into your life and had you experience what the fuck we were just talking about. You lying, and I don't want to hear it. It's unnecessary. You can say, oh, wow, that's nice. I will have the chicken. (laughs) Strange. I feel like those people are insecure and don't know how to handle it. One thousand percent. Take that up with your therapist and your mama, too. I'm not interested. Right. And whereas everybody else sitting around in their circle can, oh, oh my God, <laughs> and entertain your shit, I'm not doing it. You need to know that I'm bracing myself and that it's yeah. only going to be a matter of time <laughs> before I stop the fun. Now we're all going home. Oh, I can see this. I can really, I can picture this. What are you making shit up for? Oh, to fit in? <laughs> Riffing. On the spot trying to come up with lies. Weird. This is That's not, it. This is not improv. You don't have to add to the story and keep it going. And once again, great example. You can go do that. If yeah. you want to just make things up right here on the spot, <laughs> come up with it. If you are looking for somebody to yes and with, bitch, sign up for a class. So many, so many improv classes. Because one of the first things that they teach you in improv, no, doesn't go. Yeah. And you know what you're getting from me? <laughs> that fucking yes and. <sighs> I'm finished. Yeah, something. Find an outlet. Good luck. And yeah, that'll wrap up this week's episode of the show. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website, thisistheread.com. You can find our merch at shoptheread.com. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash read. And you can vote for us for the NAACP Image Awards. That link is on all of our social media profiles. Uh, so go check that out. Thank you to everybody who's voted for us um, and who nominated us and all that. And yeah, I I feel like there was something else I meant to say, but I can't remember what it is. So couldn't have been that important. Anything you want to say before we head out? Um, sure. Rap Shit Season 2 is full on in production um, and we are working tirelessly to bring you great um, entertainment and fun and funny um, only the way that you would expect from an Issa Rae production and I say that to say I'm tired uh, so thank you for bearing with a bitch. 
and look out for more information on this new season of the show because uh, I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. We're excited to see And I it. hope you all like it. And, you know, lots of really fun jokes. <laughs> lots of stuff I'm excited to see come to life. Um, and and funny that I'm hoping will translate well to the TV and that you'll eat it up and tell your friends to go watch it because the nights that we have spent. I bet. All right, I'm done. We're going to rant. <sighs> okay. Well, um, good luck with wrapping up the season and yes, we are waiting for it and can't wait to see it. So, other than that, take care of yourselves and we will see y'all next week. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food service.